Connected to MILFs. I'm your host, Amanda. And I am Ella, and you are entering the sovereign country of Scully Nation, where the flashlights are flickery and the blazers are boxy. This is an X-Files rewatch podcast. We rewatch the X-Files, and then we talk about it. And this is my first time ever watching the X-Files. This is my fourth time ever <laughs> watching the X-Files. Ever. Ever. And tonight is a... Uh, is it is it a romantic night? It's a falsely it's, romantic night. Yeah, it's, um, it's a fake fake romance night. Fake romance night. It is a uh, a rules heavy night. Mm-hmm. It is a sludgy night. It's a suburban night. It is definitely a suburban night. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's because we are talking about season six, episode fifteen, Arcadia. The local police department were at a dead end. So they turned to the FBI. A.D. Skinner, in assigning us this case, thought a fruitful approach to the investigation would be if we went undercover, posing as prospective homebuyers, as this planned community would seem to hide a dark, possibly murderous conspiracy of silence. You want to make that honeymoon video now? This episode aired on March 7th, 1999. It was written by Daniel Arkin and directed by Michael Watkins. So, Daniel Arkin. Who the hell is he? See, I got there because you were sipping. Dang it. I I got there first. This is his first episode of the show. Okay. Um, He only gets story writing credit on one other episode in season eight. Not like full credit, but Mm. yeah. Just, I'm just going to say it's a little suspicious given the subject matter of this episode. That he was never invited back it to is. another one. Mm. Just saying. Mm. Chris had his, his uh, finger on the uh, <laughs> eject You're button. You're encouraging I them. Uh, I think so. Is he a relative of Alan Arkin and Adam Arkin? I guess it's possible. Okay. I, I need no to idea. know. Well, you're going to have to do your own research. Okay. I did not check on <laughs> that. That's fine. Um, and Michael Watkins, we don't even care about him. Whatever. He previously directed Dreamland 2 and Tithonus. Maybe if I cared, I would have put that in my memory. Mm -hmm. I don't even care. Yeah. No, I care. I'm sorry, Watkins. You're great. He's great. You're doing so good. (laughs) He is. He's doing really good. He's doing really good work. Yeah. He's a rock star. (laughs) He is a rock star. (laughs) See? Condescending. (laughs) I guess when you say it in a baby voice, it is. (laughs) Everyone at work says it to me in a baby voice. Well, that's a little strange. Oh, Amanda, you're such a rock star. If they were doing that, that would be (laughs) some serious issue. This is a a meeting with the board. (laughs) We can't be talking like this. With the 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 board board at My my bar. My bar. (laughs) All right. Let's jump on in to the meat of the episode. Okay. Sludgy meat. The sludgy Meat. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. We have, I we because we do like what kind of meat and we also do what kind of night and yeah. I always like mix them up. I'm sorry. It's a meaty night. We kind of stopped having to come up with two separate adjectives <laughs> in like the span of 10 seconds. It's tough. It is it's tough. Not, it's throwing me off my game. Okay. You go on. I would like to tell you where this episode takes place, okay. if you will allow me. I will. Okay. I apologize for stepping all over you. It was not intentional. Uh, this episode takes place in San Diego County, California. And Never heard of it. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> sure, plot synopsis. I know. 
Uh, several disappearances at an idyllic planned community lead Mulder and Scully to go undercover as a married couple. However, they soon discover that the president of the Homeowners Association takes the community covenants and regulations more seriously than they could have imagined. Dun, dun, dun. Oh my God. That sounds like a pretty wacky setup for it an episode. Does. It sure does. Oof. Well, shall we hop into the sludgy meat yes. of the episode? All right, now we open on the Falls at Arcadia, which is this fancy gated community in San Diego. A uh, man approaches. It's the, it's the American dream. Oh, it's Amanda's personal nightmare. <laughs> we'll talk about my yeah. trauma, sure. I would say. Is that fair to say? Related um, to this episode? I think so. Okay. Yeah. I think that might be an understatement, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I Ask me anything. I lived in Wayzata, Minnesota for one year. <laughs> Without a car. Without a car. Yeah. That's the new that's the new Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we'll get to that though, I assume. So we open at the falls, it's an idyllic gated community. A man approaches the gate and he needs to put in his own special code. Uh, but we get a hint that maybe not everything is so perfect. Because mm-hmm. the keypad's a little too short for his car and he has to get out, open the door to even reach the keypad. Trouble in paradise. Yes. He is also uh, the dad from Even Stevens. Oh, that's who he yep, is. Yep, yep. I thought he was yep. the dad from something. It's I knew he was a dad. Mm, he he looks like a dad. He's a dad from Even Stevens. Okay. Yep. Yep. Nope. Now that you say mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. Oh, yep. you know I watched I watched a lot of that show. It just like I like I was looking <gasps> him up on IMDb and I saw yeah. that and it just like came back to me. I was like I've not thought of this show in I've eons. Seen, seen this man, but yeah. One time I performed, we went to the moon in 1969 in front of my school. I don't even remember what that is. It was a song about how we went to the moon in 1969. Uh, Well, okay. Not not 1968, but Uh a year later. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so he... uh, he puts in his little code, the robot voice greets him by name, and he drives through the neighborhood towards his house, having to have awkward forced waves with all of his idyllic looking suburban neighbors. His pod people neighbors. The Stepford husbands, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it is a nightmare. It's <laughs> McMansions everywhere. It's like rich suburban hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's horrifying. He parks in his driveway, goes to his mailbox, and gets paint all over his hand, which is pretty wild, Mm -hmm. because we learn that his neighbor has been painting his mailbox for him because his mailbox was not regulation color per the HOA, uh, what are they? CCNRs. CCNRs Mm -hmm. regulations, which is crazy. (laughs) What What if your neighbor was painting your mailbox? It's the neighborly thing to do. That's so kind. (laughs) Gotta be up to code. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so our cold open man, at a, uh, even Steven's dad man, um, gives his neighbor a very forced smile at this. And then he takes his mail and he goes inside. And then while he is gone, the neighbor walks over to touch up the paint job. He's taking this very seriously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So inside... Uh Mr. Even Stevens. Mm-hmm. Okay, Mr. Even Stevens. <laughs> he just complains to his wife about their freak ass neighbors, and he's he's really fired up. He's like, "I'm gonna paint this entire house pink, and that's gonna show these Nazis." And um, his wife is like, "Uh huh, sure, honey. Rules are rules. Square. We just gotta follow it. Come on." This girl is Come. lame. He can do better. Very true. 
but he he doesn't really care. He's just sick of these people. But he gets uh, interrupted by they got a mysterious package in the mail. It doesn't say who sent it, um, but they open it up and it is a very kitschy. Um, what's it called? A whirly gig. Whirly gig. Yes, a whirly gig with like a little lumberjack chopping wood. It's pretty cute. It is pretty cute. I, I would put it out. I literally would, yes. Yeah. We gotta see if we can get one. It's adorable. Okay. If anyone at the convention has one, uh-huh. hook us up. Yeah. Um, but uh, even though we love it, because we're cool, yes. Uh, Mr. Even Stevens' neighbors will not, no, because no, it no. is not up to code. No, 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 But no. he's like, he gets a little grin on his face. He's like, <laughs> He's ready. Yeah. He's so ready. Uh, the, uh, we cut to After Dark, where the whirligig is clomping away outside, and we see Mr. Even Stevens and Mrs. Pre-Even Stevens. Um, sure. his, his, uh, first wife, I guess. Mrs. Odd Steven. Mrs. Odd Steven, uh, are asleep in bed. Uh, husband wakes up. There's a strange stirring through the open window. There's some creaking downstairs. He tells his wife to stay in bed while he goes to investigate, he creeps down the stairs with a you know trophy as a weapon or whatever, and he sees some big circular bloody question mark mm-hmm. footprints all over their carpet, which is weird. Really big, really footprints. big, like an elephant yes. footprint. Mm-hmm. I don't know, quite large. It's strange. Uh, and then he's suddenly attacked from behind by an evil sludge monster looking thing. Ah! It kind of looks like a like a soldier in a really big ghillie suit made of sludge. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also have written down a, a busy mud creature attacks him. Oh. I don't know what I meant by busy. I think that was a typo, but I don't know what I meant to type. Oh, okay. So. It's I mean, busy, busy killing people. He is busy killing people. Mm-hmm. And I guess maybe the design was too busy for you. Was there too much sludge? I don't think I meant to write busy. Okay. But I don't know what I meant to write. Hmm. But that's big, a mystery big. for another day. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It doesn't matter. We don't even have to solve all mysteries. It's true. We can just there's mystery everywhere. Enjoy the ambiguity. Yeah. You know. And then it kills the wife. Did you say that? Oh no! I ended. Yeah. Oh, it okay. also kills the wife. Yeah. R.I.P. These ah, two are dead. Sad. So sad. Credits. Credits over. Seven months later, we have uh, Pat, who is one of the pod people neighbors. She is here to welcome the new neighbors to the same house where the other people just lived. She has a giant gift basket. She's she's ready to go. She's excited to meet them. So uh, the na- the new neighbors pull up in their SUV and the mu- oh, moving it's a van. minivan. A minivan, please. I'm That's sorry. It's so important. <clears throat> okay. You're right. That is important. A minivan <laughs> mm-hmm. and the moving van pull up and the new neighbors step out and we get evil Mulder steps out. Now, normally we talk about the clothes later, but I feel like it's important to talk about it up top. Mulder's wearing like a polo shirt. He's got a golf sweater knotted around his neck. He's got some fitted slacks. He's got boat shoes on. It's terrible it's tough it's a tough look guys he just puts his hands on his hip and he just grins he's like wow isn't this something um he's he's really he's having a great time yeah uh, with this assignment he loves being undercover (laughs) he does he's so bad at it i don't know why people keep putting him undercover i I have some thoughts later (laughs) yes um scully gets out she is also dressed very differently although the the contrast isn't quite as dramatic i feel like yeah she just looks like how she'll dress in like 
20 years. No yes, offense. A, a bit. But uh, but she does look different. She does look uh, suburbanized, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and she, yeah, Mulder's throwing his whole self into the performance. Uh, Scully, she, she she looks pained at all times. Yes. Yeah, she's not enjoying <laughs> so this assignment at all. Neither one of these people are no. good at it. But that's, that's fine. No. Well, or they're doing a really compelling, uh, you know act of a married couple barely mm. hanging on there you go it's only for their neighbor's benefit okay could be kind of maybe the simmering rage is very familiar to all these couples <laughs> there you go that that's that's true yeah um yeah what married couple oh, oh wait, sorry, okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Huh? Huh? i'm sorry i misspoke um yes so yes Mulder does call scully honey and uh pat welcomes them and they introduce themselves as rob and laura petrie petri sorry a petrie. married couple <laughs> what what they're not married did they get married off screen and change their identities and names? I guess so. I guess the, that's the only logical yeah. explanation. Um, the X-Files have finally caught up to them and they're laying low. Yeah. Dang. Mm. Wow. Well, this looks like a horrible place to lay low. I just, yeah, I wish that they didn't have to come here. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't wish this <laughs> and on wear my what worst they were enemy. Wearing. Yeah. On my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. so Scully does get to hold the giant gift basket that is bigger than she is. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Or Laura, yeah, please gets to hold the gift basket, um, and then Pat uh, looks at her watch and gets a little nervous, and she's like, "Okay, guys, I'm, I'm really happy to see you, but it is ten after five, and I don't know that don't think that you're going to make it before the cutoff." And they ask what that means, and she says that according to the HOA, all move-ins need to be completed before six. And to their blank stares, she's like, "It's in the CCNRs. Didn't you read them? It's it's only eight hundred pages long. Come on, come on, you got to." Mm-hmm. HOAs suck. <laughs> yes. I'll say it. Um, and I don't even care about your rules. Rules don't matter. Whoa. I heard a song that rules don't matter anymore. What song? <laughs> Wait, have you seen the new uh, uh, I Think You Should Leave? Yes. Okay. It's like the guy Which who like, destroys the class, like Santa, <laughs> when he's like destroying the class. Oh, oh that's right. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah. I heard a song that mm-hmm. rules don't matter. Anymore. Right. Yeah. Anyway. I forgot about that one. It doesn't matter. Um, not to bring, I think you should leave back up sure. to our poor listeners. I would love to see, uh, what's his name? Tim Rob Tim Robinson. Robinson. Whatever. He would be good in this episode, I think. <laughs> yes. He's very good at, yes, playing that type of character yeah. to an extreme, mm-hmm. but with a core of reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they go into the house? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Right. Sorry. They go into the house. So it's a gigantic, rich, fancy house, whatever. Uh, you know, they're they're not they're not good at being undercover. They're so bad at it. Mulder's like, wow, the previous owners left it so clean. Like, if the previous owners died in this house, you wouldn't even be able to tell. But it's almost suspiciously clean. <laughs> and then um Mulder like tells Pat that he works mostly at home and he uses this as an excuse to throw his arm over Skelly's shoulders. He takes any excuse he can in this entire yes. episode to throw his arm around Scully's shoulders. Yes. <laughs> he is thoroughly enjoying it, which, to be fair, I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's fair, and also it's really just payback for the hair stuff. Mm-hmm. Scully's yeah. always touching his hair. Uh huh. So, exactly. Anyway, um, 
so and then he's like you know whatever like oh it's great for laura here because she gets me all to herself and then pat laughs very awkwardly at this because <laughs> it's a weird thing to say uh-huh. uh and scully's like i'm also not undercover or a cop but wow this place is immaculate i sure wouldn't mind sending a note to the previous owners if you know their names and address and if they were murdered here or not <laughs> that would be and cool. where their bodies are buried and if you could tell us who did it that would be great uh, and Pat just like very awkwardly leaves without really saying anything in response to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's because the previous owners got X-filed. She's not going to say that. Very true. It's a secret. Mm-hmm. And the second Pat is out of eyesight, Skelly wiggles out from under Mulder's <laughs> arm and glares at him. Yes. But. Too much. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Uh, and so the big crew look outside. They see all of their new neighbors are helping to unpack their moving van so they can beat the 6 p.m. deadline. What pals? And they're way too excited about this. They fucking love <laughs> unpacking furniture. They do look as if their entire purpose in life is to unpack this furniture and really. help out their neighbor. It's the neighborly thing to do. It is. If you think about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Man, that is so kind of them. We meet Wynne Schroeder, who was the mailbox painting freak from the opening. (laughs) We also meet a clumsy looking man named Big Mike, who picks up a giant box of stuff labeled China and then throws it on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't throw it on the ground. Not intentionally. Yes. But that's essentially, I mean, he's bumbling. He's bumbling and that's okay. He's well-meaning. Yes. But oafish. Uh, Skelly freaks out a little bit so we can tell that it's obviously not China. It is probably some sort of cop equipment, mm-hmm. if we had to guess. Mm-hmm. And there is a crashing noise, so it is broken now. R.I.P. Uh, another random woman runs up and she's like, it's okay, Big Mike. You, you should just walk away. <laughs> it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Mike's like, Skelly, send me any bills. I feel so bad. He yeah. seems like a genuinely sweet guy. He does. I like Mike. I like I Mike. I gotta say just like Ike. Uh, so anyway, um, the woman who walked over helps Skelly carry the broken china box into the house and introduces herself as Wynn's wife. So she's Mrs. Mailbox Painter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Freakass. Mrs. <laughs> Mailbox Painter. <laughs> Mailbox Painter. Um, and they're the next door neighbors. So that's great. That's awesome. We get to Mulder, who's with the boys, and they're unpacking a basketball hoop. Nice. <laughs> Pretty radical. He's going to yeah. have that in the driveway. He's going to shoot some hoops. But Wynn runs over to Mulder, and he's like, you can't have that outside. It's going to uh, uh, stand out and um, not be very aesthetically pleasing. Oh my God. And Mulder does not care about that. <laughs> no. One iota. And Wynn suggests that... Well, Mulder might be able to get special special dispensation from Mr. Gogolak, the president of the HOA, if he really is a b-ball boy and needs that hoop. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's going to have to go into the garage. Man, Mulder looks very put out. Yeah. It's like, if I can't play basketball in this assignment, I'm not interested. Skelly's not enough. I need I my b-ball. He, ha- he has to have his b-ball. He's got to have his b-ball. He's a b-ball boy. He's a b-ball boy. Yeah. I also do love that uh, Mulder took the time on this 
undercover uh, operation to bring his yeah. basketball Yeah. Hoop. It's not like he knew that this no. was going to be... Well, oh, but... Because oh. he's on the time loop. Oh. He did know. He did know. He did know. He's like, this is going to yeah. crack the case right yep. wide open. <laughs> okay, never mind. Okay. I forgot. Time loop Mulder. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. We know why he knows all these things. <laughs> Absolutely. So, 6 p.m. rolls around, and they just make it they squeak by um all of the neighbors uh wave at them and the movers drive away and Mulder and scully stand arm in arm on their uh wonderful doorstep and wave back the american dream it's beautiful it is um and so everybody leaves so finally they are alone so they go inside and Mulder is uh disappointed that scully didn't let him uh carry her over the threshold um, but Scully closes the blinds and she takes her coat off and she's like, Mulder, are you ready? And he's like, let's mm. get it on, honey. So hot. Yeah. I can't believe they're going to just make out in front of us. I guess so. Well, Scully does uh, slap on the latex gloves because as we know, Scully loves slapping on the latex. I've heard. Mm-hmm. I've yep. heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're actually on the case. Mm. This is not for fun. Well, they get, they get off on it. Well, <laughs> Sure. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Um, so they both put on gloves and they start looking around the house doing their job because they are professionals. Yes. Um, so Scully opens up the china box, which was full of a bunch of medical equipment to check for blood stains and such. So now they have to do without. Mulder starts digging up the carpet. Uh, Scully gets out her uh, video camera and starts walking around the house, giving her report and, uh, you know, offering the audience some exposition. So early YouTube vlog. Very. Yeah. Um, would Scully be into that? Would she watch uh, like YouTubers? Ooh. I feel like she might. Maybe, but she wouldn't tell anyone about it ever. Yeah. Maybe. I feel like she might. Yeah. Not like, you know, like. I feel like she would have a, a vlog about, like, books or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Maybe. I could see it. Feels right. Okay. So she's uh, she's getting started early. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we learn that they are in the former home of the Klein couple who disappeared last July. The couple was the third to disappear since Arcadia was built in 1991. All of the couples that have disappeared were stable, professional people with no history of violence or mental illness, and it actually took a family member or employer to realize that they were gone, including all of their cars and personal items. The local police found nothing in every case, just perfectly manicured homes, and the neighbors who claimed they didn't even know anyone was missing. Wow. Which seems unlikely, given how interested they are in each other's business. Yes. Except for they didn't care about the clients. Uh, I, I guess so. <laughs> it's also the, it's February 24th, which I looked up is the day after Skelly's birthday. Oh. So she has to do this on her post-birthday, boxing birthday day. I guess so. Hmm. Hmm. B- boxing birthday, <laughs> that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. I assume, right? Um. So the uh, the local police are at a dead end, so they turn to the FBI, and then we learn uh, some very important information that A.D. Skinner specifically assigned them to this case, and it was actually his idea for them to go undercover as a married couple because, you know, the community is very tight-knit, and maybe they're hiding a murderous conspiracy. What a freak. What a pervert. <laughs> you can't do that. Like, HR is going to find out that you did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, like, how evil do you think he, like, <laughs> so giggled <funny. laughs> when he did that? Was he with Kimberly doing this? Maybe. 
late at night. I just, I had a thought because this is like the third couple um, that has disappeared. Mm. So I'm wondering if like Skinner's had this case for a while, but he's like, I don't want to see Spender and Fowley fake married. Like, I'm not interested in that. So he actually sat on it for a while. He filtered out that tag. Uh-huh. Until Mulder and Scully were back on the case. He's like, <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty compelling argument. It's a little suspicious. Mm-hmm. This right? is their first case back on the X-Files. Yes. So I really like that as a point. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. true. I don't know. I don't know. Or, 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 I mean, okay, obviously this isn't true because we know Skinner's a freak and yep. he would do this. Yep. <laughs> but if Mulder's also in the time loop, is he doing something to influence okay. having this case too? I, I was I was wondering if Mulder perhaps campaigned for this case oh, yeah. a bit. Maybe. Maybe. Skinner, come on. Can <laughs> you be on. a wingman? Yeah. <laughs> I know you're a wingman in mm-hmm. Ibiza. Skinner loves that. Be a wingman for me. Yeah. Um... I do like the thought of Skinner just being a freak, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's more fun. What if you could do that? What if you were a boss and you did this to your, your underlings? Like, I mean, Skinner and the Boo crew have a special relationship. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I don't think... Kirsch, you know, that's not going to happen with him. With him. That's but uh, Skinner, you know, they have a different kind of thing going on. What if he had sat them down and he's like, this is a very... um." This is a very non-traditional community. We have to go undercover as a thruple. It's the only way it's going to work. Um, it's I don't want to do it either, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I did find this case. I think I think we need to take it. Sure. I believe it. Maybe. I definitely believe it. Um, is he also the one who is demanding the, uh, the video reports? Because they don't do that all the time. No. He's like, I need to see you and Mulder, like, undercover in action. <laughs> you know, what the Very hell? detailed. That's really weird. Why is Skinner so weird? <laughs> what if he made them send them a bunch of tapes, like, pretending to be, you know, undercover just to prove that, you know, they could do it? Which, honestly, first of all, he would actually be justified just from a boss perspective, because they are the worst at being undercover of anyone I have ever seen. But, yeah, he's a freak. Yeah. You know he he saved those on his hard drive. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. He's got his secret drawer. (laughs) Does he just, like, sit there, like, fully clothed, just, like, with his arms crossed, just, like, watching, (laughs) stony-faced? Oh, yeah. I don't like that. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) creepy. A little bit. But huh. uh, but it's true. It's canonical. It is canonical. It's real. Yep. I, I would have liked if they had just occasionally smash cut to a scene of that. <laughs> just Skinner watching the report videos. He's like waiting for the, the mail to arrive and he like snatches it. He runs up to his office. Kimberly, do not interrupt me. <laughs> he slams the door. So the president's in town. Well, okay. The president's usually in town. <laughs> well, they're in D.C. It's like. I don't care. Yeah, that's yeah. where they live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. So right. that's what a freak. Anyway. So that's exciting. Um. Anyway. So. Um. Yes, because Mulder does ask Scully if she wants to uh, film their honeymoon video. So. Yeah. I'm Skinner sc- requested. Skinner did. He yep. was like, and if you have to prove that you consummated the marriage for them to believe you. I give you special dispensation to do that from the FBI. It's you know, okay. You have to do what you have to do to maintain your cover. And if... This is for America. If, that, if that's what it takes. That's what it takes. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You will be hailed as heroes. <laughs> yes. By me. Yeah. Yep. Um, so... 
so Scully says that they if if they ever go undercover again, she wants to pick the name. So she she's very Mulder says their last name is Petrie, and she's very focused on it being Petrie. Oh, I thought she said it was Petrie, or he said yes. it was Petrie. No, 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 because she's saying like Petri dish. Yeah. Oh, I thought he said Petri dish. I think he's saying Petri. Okay. It doesn't matter. They disagree, yes. basically. Yes, they do. <clears throat> and uh, she also thinks that Mulder is not taking this case very seriously. And he says that's because he doesn't think that this is really an X file. Um, but we do learn this is their first case back in the X file. So that's exciting. Um, so, yeah. So I guess he doesn't think it's an X file, but he decided to come along anyway. Well, come yeah. on. <laughs> I mean, Come on. I what if it wasn't even an X-File and Skinner is just like any flimsy excuse? I mean, it's just all checking out, isn't yeah, it? It isn't does. It? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So Scully asks him what he wants. Does he want aliens? Does he want tractor beams? And Mulder's like, I know what this is really about, Scully. You just wanted to play house with me. And she just kind of rolls her eyes and then he puts on like a like a dumb man voice. And he's like, woman, get in here and make me a sandwich. <laughs> That's a good impression. <laughs> Thank you. And then be she, a dumb man. There you go. Yeah. yeah thank you. Welcome. Um, and she just rolls her eyes at him and flicks her gloves in his face, and it's very cute. Yeah. Yeah. Delightful. I can't believe they're really married. I Scully. <laughs> Skinner made them actually get married. <laughs> like, you, need, you need an air title. <laughs> we can't think. What is Skinner's problem? <laughs> this is getting very troubling. <laughs> You know, it was canonically this happened and that's messed up. Mm, that is. I think they have a lot to answer for. I think so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Skelly answers the door and it's Big Mike with a giant banker's box full of china to make up for all the dishes that he thinks he broke. Uh, and he says the saddest thing ever where he's like, I, I don't need all these dishes because I just oh. use one and wash it and then use it again. I feel, this guy's very ni- I like Mike. I he's very nice. He doesn't deserve to be here. No. Why is he here? I guess he agreed to make him. Monster. He also, is he... Because we don't see his wife. He's not married, is he? I don't think so. It feels, it almost feels like it would be part of the CCNRs that you have to be <laughs> yeah. married. Hyder- to heterosexually be married. I mean, like, kind of, right? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Like, a little bit. Honestly. I'm just like, it's surprising that he can just, like, live here by Maybe himself. Maybe his wife died or something? Mm. He kind of has widower vibes. He does. Maybe. Well. Yeah. Now I'm Aww. sad. I can't believe <laughs> Mike Skinner did this. Bite. Mike's wife died. This is all canonical. Wow. Ah, sucks. Um, so Skelly notices that he is wearing a cadaceous necklace, which, what I, not to get into it, but it's not technically the medical symbol. The one with the two uh-huh. is not the medical one. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's for like commerce or whatever. Oh, okay. Medical is just one snake without wings. And it's a different symbol, but okay, it wow. doesn't matter. <laughs> you were so serious about this. <sighs> Guys, mm-hmm. the X-Files is canceled. Wow, all because right. Because well, they didn't have Skelly recognize the actual symbol yeah. of medicine. Okay, well, you know, it's been nice doing this podcast yeah. with everyone. I've enjoyed it, but I guess this, yeah, this is it. Yeah, so. this is it. So anyway, um, you can follow us on Skelly Nation Pod, but there won't be any more. So yeah. anyway, bye. The end. LOL, just no, kidding. I'm just being silly and pedantic for no reason because it's the internet. So anyway, she's like, hey, are you a doctor? And we learn that Mike is indeed a veterinarian and he does break it to them that there is a 16 pound limit on pets per the CCNRs. Was, holy shit, what, uh, the dog's name? Quick 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 Under 16 pounds? Yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's good. 
Um, but anyway, Scully's like, again, very subtle. She's like, I can't believe the previous owners, the Kleins, who weren't married or who weren't murdered at all, n- ever left this place. It's so great. And Mike immediately is like, I gotta go. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. You're yep. being very obvious. Mm-hmm. So he leaves. Scully goes back to talk to Mulder. And we'll say her, her uh, undercover Laura smile is very forced <laughs> it looks yeah. very painful she's not she's not having a good time yeah but again maybe she's selling the like stepford wife life maybe maybe I don't know. she doesn't she seems to be having a fun time with Mulder. i guess she's having a good time with Mulder. Yeah. yeah just not when she's acting yeah she's not yeah yeah uh so she goes back to Mulder, and he seems to have found some blood <gasps> on the top of the ceiling fan maybe uh-oh hmm. let's investigate later okay <laughs> well we head over to the gogolak residence i gotta say uh unpleasant man fun name cool ass gogolak name. i like it <laughs> yeah so mr gogolak who is the uh president of the homeowners association and you see him and you can tell this man's a real hard ass oh yeah yeah this guy is in charge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he is having dinner with uh, Wynn and his wife and uh, Pat and Big Mike and, you know, everybody. So they are all talking about how nice the Petries seem. What a cute couple they are. Um, and then they talk a little bit. And then all of the ladies clear off the table so that the men can talk. Oh, yeah. Barf. <laughs> so... Uh, then, once they're alone, Mr. Gogolak uh, asks whether he, they think that the Petries are going to play ball. And Wynn is like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've got, he's got a b-ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mike seems very nervous. And he's like, okay, listen, Mr. Gogolak, I wonder if maybe this time it would be better if we actually told the Petries what was going on. And Wynn is like, no, 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 no. We can't trust them yet. We don't know them. Um, did you see that he wanted to bring a basketball hoop in here? What a freak. They're not trustworthy. And Mike is like, I don't know. There's just so many rules and maybe they would be able to keep up with them better if they knew what happened. If they didn't, it is the neighborly thing to do. What happens if they don't? I don't know. Ah. Sounds pretty, uh, scary. And then everyone at the table looks, uh, very uncomfortable and freaked out. And, uh, Gogolak just looks evilly at Mike and he's like... All right, Godspeed, which is not a yes. It is not a yes at all. No. But Mike is like, oh, okay, great. So he goes off to the bathroom, and then uh, Mr. Gogolak talks to Wynn alone. What kind of a name is Wynn, anyway? Wynn Is it short for something? Oh, I don't know. Um, It's short for Wynn Duffy. Is it like a weird nickname for Wayne? Wynn? Wayne? Wynn's just a name. Although they were spelling it like in the... I feel like they spelled it weird in the subtitles. They spelled it W-I-N. That's weird. I've seen yeah, w- W-Y-N-N. That's a name. I mean, I've met people named Winter, but I don't think this guy's name is Winter. Probably not. That's probably against the HOAs. Yeah, they wouldn't allow that sort of thing. <laughs> there is a list of approved names. Yes. Yeah. Win- Wyndham Earl. There you go. Okay. Who's Wyndham Earl? Twin, Twin oh, Peaks. Yes. <laughs> I was like, why is that name in my brain? Twin Peaks. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, so, yeah. So, Gogolak talks to Wynn, and Wynn is like, look, look, I can, I can talk Mike out of this. It's short for Vincent. Sorry, that was too late. That was too late. Anyway, <laughs> go too on. Too late. Oh. It was way too late. 30 seconds ago, though, would funny. I'll edit it. <laughs> okay. Okay, right. anyway, go on. 
Um, and then Gogolak is like, no way, Mike is a weak link, and a chain can't survive with a weak link. Oh my god. That's scary. Yeah. They're gonna kill Mike. I think so. Ooh. We cut later that night to outside of Big Mike's house, where we see a line of lamp posts in front of every house in the neighborhood, all lit with exactly one bulb of the exact same wattage. That will be important. Inside, Big Mike is lying on the couch watching a documentary about some tribal structure that requires strict adherence to rules and general conformation and everything. It's a very subtle reference to the HOA as a tribe requiring conformity. Yes. It's, yeah. It's pretty, I don't know if you got that. Theme theme alert? It was the theme alert theme kind alert. of situation. Thank you. Yes. yes. I got it. Um, and then there's something about group elders killing people if they don't conform. Hmm. Uh, so we hear a crash outside and we see that the light bulb outside Mike's house has been broken. He starts freaking out and rushes out to change it. He's like slipping and sliding. He's cutting his, uh, his hand bloods everywhere, but he, uh, desperately does get the new light bulb back into this lamp post. And he seems to be like chased by some sort of evil creature under his lawn. But once the light bulb is lit, um, He's like, I fixed it. He's, I don't know. He seems like he's going to be okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then suddenly the sludge monster comes back anyway. And like blood splatters all over Mike's house. No. Even though he fixed it. And he's like, I fixed it. He did. He fixed it. Come on. He followed the rules. It's not very fair. No, it's not. Boo. Yeah. Well, the next morning, Wynn is there. He is washing the blood off of Mike's step and dissociating when uh, Rob and Laura walk up and Wynn asks them how their first night was in town. And Mulder's like, it was just wonderful, Wynn. Thank you for asking. We just spooned up and we fell asleep together like little baby cats. Isn't that right, Honey Bunch? And Scully, like, uh, grimace smiles and she's like, that's right, poopy head. Boofta, boofta. <laughs> oh, boy. So they ask about Mike, and Wynn says, uh, you know, I'm sorry, he's not here. He's actually gone on business. And uh, Scully's like, that's a little weird because he's a veterinarian. What kind of business do they have? And Wynn uh, panics a little bit. He's like, uh, I have no idea, but, you know, he's sometimes gone for, like, weeks at a time. So You know, like vets do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. There's a whole litter of horses being born. Maybe. You know? It takes weeks to do that sort of thing. Exactly. Uh, and Mulder's like, oh, okay, that's fine. We'll just leave this uh, box of China uh, sitting on his front step, just strewn about the lawn until he comes back. And Wynn is like, oh, no, 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 I will take it. You know, it won't be aesthetically pleasing if we leave it on the uh, sidewalk. So then he does invite them over for dinner later with him and his wife. And uh, before they leave, Mulder asks uh, who it was that he needed to talk to about putting up the basketball hoop. And it was uh, Mr. Gugelak. And... Uh, so they walk away, and then Wynn just kind of stands there looking like he's dying inside. This guy is also not a very good actor. No, no, no one's doing good. But no. I guess that's why nobody notices the boot crew, because they're so caught up in their own performance. There you go. That makes sense. You know? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go to Gogolak's office. He is consulting the gigantic book of CC&Rs of the HOA, which he has on like a little stand by the window like it's a Bible, mm-hmm. which is very funny. Uh, and he tells the boot crew that, unfortunately, they are not allowed to have a basketball hoop outside their house. That is so sad. The boot crew are all snuggled up very close on his they, couch. I, this is a huge couch. They're just... They're yeah, snuggled right up. Basically in each other's laps. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they're, you know, they're having a great time. Yeah. Uh, and they're recording it so they can send it to Skinner later. Oh, yeah. 
Gogolak explains that, you know, it's a slippery slope if they were allowed to have basketball hoops. I mean, my God, what if someone had a bass boat in their driveway? Can you imagine? Grandpa and grandpa violence. (laughs) This is not okay. It's actually really distressing when you see two grandpas fight. Well, actually, we had grandpa fight and we loved it. Grandpa fight was okay. That's true. Well, it was the third best. You're right. Yeah, it was fine. We were kind of forcing it, to be honest. Yeah, we were. (laughs) A little bit. I don't even remember who the second guy was anymore. It was in in Revelations. Yeah. It it was the bad guy and the other guy. Who was the other guy? The the guy that they thought was the bad guy. Oh, yeah. The bald guy. Yeah. 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 The micro-metro guy. You're right. Yep. Okay. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so yes, that is why they can't have it. We also noticed that Gogolak's house seems to have a lot of Nepalese and Tibetan masks. Um, kind of harkens back to the documentary that Big Mike was watching. Mm-hmm. It's, all, it's all connected. It's all hinting at a future plot point. Uh, and, you know, he tells uh, Mulder that he goes to Nepal and Tibet twice a year on business because he runs Pier 9 Imports. And he also shares that most of the homeowners who live in this neighborhood have been here since day one, both of which sound like clues. Hmm. And the Mulder mutters it under his breath so he remembers it for the next time. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That's why he's always saying Mulder, Mulder, Mulder when he runs. It's so he remembers who he is. And it's oh, not a no. memento situation. Oh. Yeah. Mulder feels like he would get stuck in a memento situation. <laughs> he really does. He's got real memento energy. I guess we get, I guess there was demons. Yeah. Which was basically yeah. 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 Um but yeah, we, we also do learn that um you can't have patio furniture either. Mm-hmm. So it's like no bass boats, no basketball hoops, no patio furniture. This is a nightmare town. Don't even exist outside in this world. It also feels like Rich suburban people love that shit. They like, like patios. What is this? They always I mean, do. everyone loves it, but you know. Yeah. I mean, come but on. They're always on their patios. Exactly. Come on. That's the whole point of living in the suburbs, so you can, like, sit on your patio. You would think. And anyway, have a boat. But anyway. Whatever. Gogolek doesn't even care. No. It's like the rules are uh nonsense what <laughs> they don't mean anything and important <laughs> they're not if my neighbor has one single blade of grass mm-hmm. that is too long yeah i will call the police <laughs> yeah well you're you're right too right yeah mm-hmm. thank you it i mean it's just one hop skin, skip and a jump away from anarchy I, can you imagine i can't <sighs> anyway so we do head to the Schroeder residence, uh, Wynn's house. So uh, Mulder and Scully are here dining with Wynn and his wife. And they have like some painful, awkward back and forth about dolphin safe tuna. And Mulder jokes that he loves dolphins, but they are pretty tasty. And then mm-hmm. Wynn and his wife just like stare at him aghast like they've never heard a joke before. Yeah, <laughs> it's like pretty brutal. Very And Scully like laughs to cover it up. The biggest and- laugh. <laughs> it's very awkward. Yes. This is tough. It's kind of like your, uh, what was it? Like, I love war thing. What was that? Wait. <laughs> you were with somebody and you were joking that war oh, is great yeah. or something. Yeah, what <laughs> it was, was like, that? I, I don't remember. remember who you were with. Oh, I can't remember, but I did. Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> yeah. I was joking. <laughs> yes. But yes. whatever. Anyway. I love um, war. <clears throat> See, that's, that was the reaction that's so I messed up. <laughs> And no, yet, 
no, no, this is serious business. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. So then Wynne does uh, ask them how they met and Scully, Scully's like ready to jump in there with her version. But Mulder is like, no way. I want to annoy Scully. <laughs> I'm going to go first. Her. Yeah. So he's like, actually, we met at a UFO conference. It's it's not me that likes all that crap. It's actually Laura. She loves all that new agey stuff. <laughs> I think he's like driving a fork into the delicate flesh of his thigh under oh, the table right now. Oh, she definitely is. She is uh, plotting his murder in her head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, after they get that done, so Mulder brings the conversation back to Mike. And he's like, you know, I actually don't think that uh, Mike is out of town on business. We were thinking of getting a dog. So we called his office to get a forwarding number. But uh, they said that he wasn't there. So that's a little weird. Uh, do you know where where he could be? And uh, Wynn and his wife are just like frozen still. They cannot think of a lie to save their life. They are very bad at this. Yes. Yes. They're almost like FBI agents undercover. They're so bad. <laughs> oh, are they also undercover? <laughs> yeah, they're all FBI agents from different <gasps> oh, offices, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Could be. That would be wacky. That would be. Um, so, uh, Wynn's wife does glare at him, though. Like, she is angry. She didn't know, and she's mad at him that he didn't tell her or something like that. So Mulder pushes a little bit, and he's like, you know, if Mike lied about that, he must have some, like, crazy secrets. You know, every community has its dark underbelly. And when it's like, we do not have a dark underbelly. This is the American dream, and it's great. Ugh. God, I'm happy. Look how happy I am. He like smiles and it cracks his face in two. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. So then Wynn's wife is clearly kind of upset and shaken. So she gets up from the table. She's like, oh, I actually have to walk our dog Scruffy. Terrible name for a dog. Yeah. Uh, Also not a very Scruffy dog. I don't know. No. Yeah. But that's fine. So Scully's like, oh, do you want some uh, company? So she joins her. Women folk. Am Mm -hmm. I right? Just got to stick together. Exactly. So then we get... Now, this is rough. So mm-hmm. Scully does stand up and Mulder stands up as well. He goes for a hug and a kiss. <laughs> and Scully just kind of awkwardly air smooches him back and he looks very, very embarrassed. It's tough. Rejected. If you saw what you thought was a married couple do this, you would be wagering on when they're announcing their divorce. Yeah. It was very funny. Yes. But, well, you know, he tried. He did. He, he tried. Did. Uh, so outside, Scully and what's her name? Cammy. I don't even know. The wife. I just the wife. The wife. Uh, My wife. <laughs> Wins wife. Uh, are walking the dog, and Scully asks if this place really is the American dream. Dream, and the wife is like, "Well, it's a nice neighborhood." Also, it was around this time that I was like, "Is it weird? No one here has kids." Yeah, okay. I had that written down later. Okay. Yes, nobody here has kids. It's so freaky. It's very weird. These are all people who would have 2.5 kids. Exactly. But anyway, that's fine. Scully asks the wife if she's worried about Big Mike. And before the wife can answer, Scruffy, who is this little chihuahua, like launches himself down the storm drain as fast as he can go. What a weird dog. <laughs> who does that? I don't that's know. That's something Steve would have done. Maybe the suburbs do that to a dog. Mm, maybe. They just want to escape. Yeah. Or the suburbs are great for dogs. Uh, yes, that's true. That's true. So they wouldn't um, escape. Or I was theorizing that Pennywise is down there and he lured the dog in. That also really feels yep. right. What mm-hmm. would he look like to a dog? A just a, a little bone, oh, you know, just cute. floating in the air and okay. moving, and yeah, pretty. Cool. Or would it be like a really sexy uh, oh, female dog, oh. you know, like with lipstick and a dress. Oh my and, god, you know, like a Bugs Bunny type, uh, hot. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm, like that. That's kind of what Scruffy was looking like. His like <laughs> tongue fell out of the ground and A little bit. rolled four feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really weird. It was sort of like a random injection of magical realism uh-huh. or yeah. cartoon logic into sure. the show that they've never done before. And we'll never do again. Yeah, it was really out of place. But Strange. we'll we'll talk about that <laughs> in the wrap up. Uh, so that's weird. The Chihuahua has launched itself into the storm drain. Skelly and the wife both get down to look, and Skelly the wife, the wife, and Skelly does see Mike's necklace. Um, but as she's grabbing that, Scruffy rushes back out of the drain, and he's covered in what looks like the same kind of blood or whatever mm-hmm. the sludge monster was leaving behind, and that we saw on the top of the ceiling fan. Poor puppy. Poor puppy. So she does wipe, uh, Scully wipes some of it off so she can test it later. Mm. <clears throat> She's always thinking. She's so smart. Mm-hmm. That was the one subtle thing she did. <laughs> there, there you go. Yes. Proud of her. So later in the house, Mulder and Scully are in the bedroom. They are getting ready for bed and also working at the same time. So Scully has called the local lieutenant and the cops have been doing their own checking on where Mike went. So there is no activity on his credit card. There's no sign of him anywhere. They can't find his car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so that's a dead end. Mulder is like typing on his laptop and also getting undressed at the same time. And he tosses his shirt right in front of Scully's face. Showing a little skin, too. (laughs) A little bit. Yeah, he's showing off. So, yeah, they're just kind of like moving in and out of each other. It's very domestic. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Scully, they're talking to each other. She disappears into the bathroom and Mulder thinks that Mike is for sure dead. Uh, Whatever happened to the couples happened to him, too. So they wonder whether it might have been Wynn that did it. Maybe he was just cleaning up after his mess or cleaning up after someone else's mess, maybe. So they wonder about the necklace and the sludge that's all over it. And Scully says that she's going to drive up to San Diego tomorrow to have it analyzed. And um, she also, like, throws a tube of toothpaste out. She's like, who taught you how to roll a tube of toothpaste? And she tells him, third warning, the toilet seat is up. He's just racking up. Man. Infraction after infraction. Stereotype infractions. My goodness. What happens if there's a fourth warning? Ooh. I don't know. That's sleeping on the couch, mm-hmm. I assume. I guess. In the dog house. The dog house. The dog house. You can't have that. That's park, park. against CCNRs. That's probably Has true. Has to be in the house. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Well, where's Mulder to sleep then? I don't know. Sad. I mean, he loves sleeping on the couch. So that's yeah, not even. That's true. <laughs> it's just regular. It would be weird if he wasn't. Yeah. He also flops onto the bed with his shoes on. Mm. Who raised this man? Now that's warning for. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, uh, Tina and Bill. Yeah. And Barely. It's probably like a reaction against the fact that Tina saran wrapped every piece of furniture in the entire house. <laughs> true. Constantly. Yes. I mean, probably, literally. Yeah. yeah. So then Scully comes back out of the bathroom. She's got her, like, green face mask on, and Mulder makes a little face, and Scully throws his uh, clothes at him, so he puts them away, and whatever. It's very it's very uh, casual, mm-hmm. and uh, they're, just, they're just coexisting around each other. It's very cute. So then they talk... I guess they're just now noticing how everyone around here is obsessed with the CCNRs and how weird it is. And Mulder's like, you know, Scully, you actually would fit in here pretty well. And Scully's like, and you would not. <clears throat> but then they're, they're done talking about business. So Mulder kind of lounges uh, on the bed like Kate Winslet and he pats the bed beside him and he like wiggles his eyebrows a little bit. And he's like, mm. <laughs> and then Scully, you know, she thinks about it. She hesitates for a second. She's like, mm, maybe. But 
She's like, no, we're on the case. So good night, Mulder. Also, I put this whole face mask on. So, like, the mood is kind of... If you had asked me 30 seconds yeah. ago, maybe the answer would have been different. They could still spoon a little bit. There you go. She like little cares. baby cats. Like little baby kitten cats. <laughs> Just, you know, enjoying themselves. Yeah. I mean, I will say little baby kitten cats can... They can sleep pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm jealous of how comfortable cats look when they sleep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It looks like their body was built for sleeping. Very true. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. You know, I mean, he at least he's trying. At least he's he trying. Is. Yeah. And uh, Skinner's like, damn it. <laughs> Mulder has an earpiece yeah. in. And Skinner's giving him like, a suggestion. I ask her if she wants to snuggle. Take your fucking shoes off, Mulder. Jesus fucking Christ. She's not going to be into that. Take your shirt off while you're at it. Yeah. And move the camera so I can see it. What a freak. <laughs> He did PTO this whole week so he could just sit at home <laughs> in his robe. Oh, he would. <laughs> God. He's got care. He's like, it's for the agent's safety. We have to put cameras in the house. People went missing from this house. Mm-hmm. Even, especially, yeah, even in the bedroom. Especially. <laughs> especially in the bed. I didn't say especially what. Huh? I, said even, I said even. <laughs> Who said that? Anyway. I like uh, Skinner being like the the shadow man watching over this yeah. in an evil way. Mm-hmm. Um, where are we? Okay, the next morning, <laughs> Mulder uh, is like ready for war. He puts mm-hmm. a pink flamingo out on the lawn and he does a little like uh, motion and he's like, bring it on. It's very funny. It is. Um, so he's like put that out as bait and he goes back inside to the fridge and it's one of those rich people fridges that's designed to look like a cabinet. Those are so weird. Oh. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are those... I feel like I've seen... I don't know. I feel like I knew people that had those. Oh, like, not rich la- people. Oh, Just, like, normal. Oh, I feel like da. that's not, like, necessarily a rich person oh, thing. <laughs> okay, <da>. alright. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just assumed it was expensive if it matches your cabinets, but... Well, I guess so. I don't know. Mm, I guess so. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. I didn't even need to bring it up. <laughs> okay. So he grabs the uh, jug of orange juice. Starts, that isn't expired. That isn't expired because they're undercover. Because Scully's doing the shopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he starts drinking it straight from the carton, obviously, because he's Mulder. And then when he goes to look outside again, the flamingo is already gone. <laughs> Dang it. Ooh. He did not catch them in the act. So instead, he tries knocking his mailbox over and then leaving the mailbox open. And then he just throws some orange juice on it, too. I he's breaking all the rules. He's going crazy. <laughs> Anarchy. Uh, and then he goes and sits uh, by the front door so that he can watch to see who comes to fix it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, he has to wait so long that he needs to pee. He thinks for one second about peeing in the carton yeah. that is now empty. But he's like, no. If Scully, Scully came home, I will... <laughs> I'll never hear the end of it. So he does go to the toilette, and by the time he's back, the mailbox is fixed. Damn it! Foiled again. He goes outside. Inside the mailbox is a note that says, Be like the others before it gets dark. Ooh, ominous. My God. Ooh. (laughs) Anyway. Well, it is now nighttime, and Mulder has kicked it up a notch. He is now shooting hoops in the driveway at, like, 10.30 at night. the... God! (laughs) So, Wynn and his wife come running out of their house in tears, basically. (laughs) And the wife is like, stop him, Wynn! Stop him! (laughs) That's 
me when I see my neighbors doing anything I don't yeah. approve of in writing. Um, yes. I feel like this this is how it feels for like the those people that post on next door, like this person <laughs> just drove past my house. <laughs> like this is yeah. it's the same kind of It really yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These people would be real next door heads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They invented next door. Probably. Yes. Most sure. Oh yeah. Most sure. Most most, most sure. I was oh, gonna geez. say for sure and most definitely. <laughs> I like most sure. Most sure is kinda nice. Make that a thing. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, so Wynn runs up to Mulder, like, freaking out and tries to just drag the hoop inside, and Mulder does not let him. He's like, what are you doing, Wynn? This is my basketball hoop. Why Why is this so important to you? What is going to happen if we don't take this inside? And they argue a little bit, and then we, like, cut back to Wynn's wife, who is watching in tears, and then the grass is, like, moving and grooving behind her, and then she screams really loud. Mulder goes running to help her. And then he just barely sees the uh, sludge monster go running off into the woods. He gives chase, but it disappears seemingly into thin air. Mm, thin dirt. And then they d- and then they do notice that the uh, lantern in front of uh, Wynn's house is out. The bulb is broken, <gasps> just like happened to Mike. <gasps> Somebody's got it out for them. I'm freaking out. I am as well. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We have a little commercial break, and by the time we come back, we see someone is dragging the basketball hoop into the garage. Someone? Someone. It's got to be Mulder, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it is. (laughs) I think it might be someone else. (laughs) What's that little sassy character you just played? It was kind of fun. Thank you. It's a new character I'm workshopping. Do you like it? Um, A little bit, yeah. Okay. Okay. I I don't think she's gonna come out again. Okay. I think that was the end. <laughs> I don't want to do okay. that again. Um, so Scully arrives home. She's got the results of the analysis of the junk that they keep finding everywhere. And she hears someone upstairs. She just says, awesome. I'm undercover. I'm going to call oh Mulder's name. Agent, FBI agent, special agent Mulder. Fox Mulder with the FBI. They call each other by their fake names like one time yeah. in this whole it's episode. humiliating. They're so bad at this. And as we know, Mulder and Scully love to say each other's name like constantly every five seconds. You did so. point this out and it was kind of earth shattering because it was obviously true, but I hadn't thought about it consciously. Mm-hmm. They love saying, you know, when you're talking to somebody, you yeah. don't say their name really. Ella, I say people's names pretty often, Ella. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that, Amanda. It feels weird, right? Yes. Ella? Maybe like once a conversation. Once a conversation. Except for emphasis. Yeah. To make people feel seen. I guess so. But this often. Yeah. That's fine. I, I do have a comment. I did enjoy it because Scully comes home with like a fake shopping bag with her mm-hmm. lab results in there. But it's like, it's just like a very thin folder in like this giant shopping bag that's clearly empty. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, okay. It's okay. like when like they have coffee cups on TV yeah, shows. Exactly. Yeah. She's trying. Um, but not very hard because she's calling for Mulder. And he is not answering, so that's strange. So she picks up the fire poker and heads upstairs to beat someone up. Mm. Meanwhile, we've got Mulder outside who is still investigating. He's pulling up some loose sod to check out what's underneath it. But if Mulder's outside investigating, then who's in the house? Oh, my lord. That was fun. That was pretty fun. we got to talk in unison more often. All right. Um, so that's scary. Now we know Scully's in danger. 
she keeps stalking through the house with the fire poker and she keeps missing whatever mysterious creep is in their house. But at one point, as she is turning a corner, she does manage to almost bash Mulder in the face with the fire poker. She stops mm-hmm. herself. And Mulder, very chill, does not seem worried about this at all, is like, I don't know, it seems like someone is tidying up after us. And then he mysteriously tells her that maybe this is an X-File after all. Because hmm. he saw the monster. He did. But Skelly, this is the monster of the week episode. Yeah. Um, I mean, very uh, a lot of strange things have happened, so yes, it true. only makes sense. It's true. It is an X file. So, uh, Gogolak is uh, is he's in Wynn's house, I guess, yes. or his office. It doesn't matter. They're inside somewhere, yeah. and he is examining the broken bulb from Wynn's house. And Wynn comes in, and he's like, he's pretty mad now because he thinks that Gogolak did this to him. And he's like, what did I do wrong? Uh, you know, we follow all the rules. We do everything you want. Like, why would you do this to us? And uh, Gogolak acts very offended. He's like, you think this of me? <laughs> Benevolent Grandpa Gogolak? And yes. I do. Yes, I do as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's also like some music in the scene that kind of sounded Twin Peaksy. Ooh. A little bit. This. I don't know. A bit. Cool. Mark Snow, you wily dog. So Gogolak is like, no, 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 no. This is not me. It's all Rob. He's a rabble rouser. He's a troublemaker. We have to do something. <gasps> so do it. Kill him. Now. But wait, Rob's Mulder. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Dang it. Uh, Mulder and Skelly, meanwhile, are looking at the dirt under the sod in front of their house. And it seems to be like some weird evil tunnel dirt thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Mulder theorizes that the huge evil monster creature is traveling through these tunnels under the lawns. Skelly does not seem super convinced, but, you know, what else is new? Am I right? (laughs) They go back inside to look at the lab results, and we learn that apparently all of this goop they found was not really blood. It was like mixes of ketchup and brake fluid, bristles from a scrub brush, coffee grounds, that sort of stuff. What the heck? What the heck? I thought it was blood. Me too. Now it's fine. Hmm. Now it's just trash. So we learned that apparently this whole neighborhood was built on a landfill, which is very funny. And the protrusion in the yard could just be like it venting methane gas. You know mm. how it is. Fun. A wonderful place to raise children. That's why there's no kids here. Maybe they'll <laughs> die of the gas. Um, Mulder's like, hmm, what if the clients are buried in the front yard? And Skelly is like, well, if we start a forensic investigation, or excavation, it's really going to blow our cover. As if they've been subtle before. I know. So they gotta find a way to dig up their yard without letting people know that they're feds. Mulder gets a little gleam in his eye. Mm-hmm. He's got an idea. Oh, yeah. So next morning, they have an entire backhoe digging up their yard. Um, we did think it was Scully driving it for a second, <laughs> and then it wasn't, and we got very disappointed. <laughs> but wouldn't that have been really fun? It would, but I, I would have enjoyed that. It was also probably against the CCNRs, unless you ride side saddle. Oh, <laughs> the back of side saddle, probably. For a woman. Okay. Yeah. Um, you have to get like a special backhoe with like a sideways seat, and <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh boy, this is the a whole lot. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would he be able to do with the, with like bicycles too? <sighs> Damn. Be difficult. That would be difficult. Yeah. Did they ever do that side side? Isn't that like actually why they hated bicycles so much partially? Uh, when they first were invented. Who? The men folk. Men folk. Yeah. Because um, they like. 
Oh, one, it gave women freedom, and two, they had to straddle it like whores. <laughs> um, yes, that that probably feels probably. right. Probably, yeah. I'm vaguely remembering something from a class I took ten years ago. No, that feels right. Okay. Yeah. The new woman. I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, what if their uterus just falls out? You know, it could while happen. they're riding, it could happen. This is what I'm scared of with biking in the city. I'm like, what if my uterus falls out uh-huh. and causes a car crash? You know how it loves to travel I around know, your. Sometimes it's around. in your brain, sometimes it's in your toes. I never know when it's going to pop out. You know, the traveling uterus is one of my favorite <laughs> dumb old-timey things. It's quite good. It's very funny. It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, but, you know, it does not. I guess they didn't know much. Um, it's entertaining, though. What what silly things do we believe today that people will laugh at? Uh, well, I have a traveling spleen. Ooh, well, that's just normal. Yes. We, all, we all have one of those. We, we all do. Yes. yes. All us women spleen. folk. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's what makes us so irrational and emotional. <laughs> my spleen hit my heart. I'm sorry. I guess if you did have a random <laughs> organ like just moving around your body, that would make you a little irrational. I would probably be upset. Yes. I would use it as an excuse. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, dang, my spleen hit my lungs again. Sorry, yeah. I need a day off. Yeah. Which I feel is a good reason for a day off. Justified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would it go fast or does it just like squelch slowly through oh, the holes in your I organs? I guess that's even more upsetting right is if it's slow right i don't know how fast they were imagining it moving mm. i feel like i always imagined it zooming like a little car but <laughs> i feel like a slow squelch makes more sense yeah that is, but that's yeah that's pretty gross i hate that yuck mm. anyway anyway so yeah so they're digging up their front yard and uh, all the neighbors are standing around like what the hell are they doing and then tap <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Pat does come uh, come running up. She looks horrified. She is crying a little bit. She's like, what in God's name are you doing? Are you insane? And she says, you cannot put a swimming pool in here. And Mulder's like, I know I can't put a swimming pool in here. It's actually a reflecting pool. I have read all 800 pages of the CCNRs and there is no rule against it. Check and mate. It really feels true to Mulder's experience that he would live in a place with an HOA and be like enemies with the HOA president. Yeah. I could see that for him. Just feel right. In his future. Mm-hmm. I could enjoy it. Um, I feel like, again, this is, this is coming from Tina. Yeah. 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 He had practice with Tina as a kid. Yep. <sighs> Damn. Mm-hmm. It always comes back to the mom. Huh? <laughs> of course. That's beautiful. Yeah. So... Yeah, so he's like, yeah, it's just a reflecting pool. It's going to be very tranquil. You are going to love it. Uh, in the distance, Gogolak and Wynn are watching. Uh, Gogolak is just crossing his arms and glaring, and Wynn is standing there about to cry, and Mulder just waves at them with a cheeky grin, and uh, Gogolak is like, it's fine. Let's just let him dig his own grave. Whoa. Damn. That night, Skelly comes out to talk to Mulder, who is just, like, digging around in the big hole. <laughs> She's also in the middle of the street. Hey, Mulder, what are you doing? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> Outside. They're so bad at this. They're terrible. Good Lord. That's our nicknames for each other, Mulder and Scully. That's our little married pet yeah. names. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, and then she's also just like, the Kleins aren't down there. There's no dead bodies down there. You should call it a night, Mulder. I don't, did anyone hear that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Mulder sees that whirly gig, the kitschy whirly gig from the opening, and he sees a sticker on it, and he's like, oh. There's a big blue paw print on this. I can tell this is going to be a clue. Oh, yeah. The sticker from the Whirly Gig says it's from Pier 9 Imports, which, as we know, 
is Gogolak's company. <laughs> so the whirligig that killed the Kleins came from Gogolak's own LLC. That sure was a series of words right? that you just said. Yeah, I felt like a lot. I felt <laughs> troubled as I was saying it. Yeah. Uh, Mulder tells Skelly she needs to quickly get a full forensic evacuation. No, I keep saying evacuation. Excavation. Excavation team out here while Mulder is going to go talk to Gogolak. So they each rush off in their different directions. The camera pans to the big hole. We see a wet, muddy puddle has formed in the hole. And there's an evil little monster's hand reaching out like the end of Carrie. Yeah. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Really had to think about it. Correct. Thank you. Um, I did also like, before we found out that Mulder was still investigating, that like Scully came out there in the middle of the night, so I thought he was just like sleeping in there. <laughs> Which would. feels right. He would, too. I mean, come on. Well, she wouldn't let him sleep in the bed. Uh, I mean, he left willingly. I feel like if Scully That's had invited true. him back. Well, he, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. He was leaving an option open. She was not taking that door. She was not... <sighs> Poor Skinner. Maybe she's not into it because she knows Skinner's watching. <laughs> That's it. Like, Normally she'd be like, yeah, sure. But uh, yeah. Yeah. she's like, I'm not going to do this for her. She boss. like looks at all the cameras. She's like, mm, maybe not tonight. <laughs> There's Skinner's like, one like teddy bear. God damn it. <laughs> Good teddy bear facing the bed. <laughs> Six teddy bears. <laughs> he needs the angles. <laughs> it's like a boom mic. <laughs> And I need the audio. (laughs) It's like a bunch of one-way mirrors. (laughs) Oh, no, it's actually in there. He's living in the walls. It's it's not even a a monster. It's just Skinner. (laughs) He's a giant portrait with just eyes. And he's just like, ooh, (laughs) going in circles. (laughs) (laughs) He's a weird man. I cannot believe they did this canonically. Yeah. Walter Skinner. <laughs> stuff. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, uh, Scully is calling for a forensic team to come to the house and the police to come arrest Skinner because yeah. it's getting a little <laughs> scary. Yeah. Anyway, so, but she's, like, half in the middle of calling for the team when she hears, like, the creature somewhere in the house, so she hangs up. Goes for her gun, but the holster is empty, so somebody took it. Uh oh. So the monster comes stomping around. It's coming up the stairs, and then Scully's backing up when she gets grabbed really fast by a very muddy and bloody Mike. Mike, he's still alive. He's alive, but he has seen better days. Yeah, he's not long for this world. No, he's like super muddy. He's got scratches all over his face. He does not look well. Um, He also has her gun and he tells her to be really, really quiet so the creature doesn't notice her. And Scully's like, what happened to you? And he does not have time to answer her. He's like, we got to get out of here. He moves moves a bunch of uh, boxes and uh, whatever wardrobes in front of the door to keep it out. And he says, the Ubermencher is coming. And she's like, the what now? <laughs> the Ubermensch or Scully. <laughs> like, Hello. Come on. And he spells it for her. Yeah. And he says that the original homeowners asked for it, and now that it's here, they can't stop it. Mm. Uh-oh. And so Scully kind of asks for more details, but Mike is very distracted. He says that um, he tried to get Win Schroeder killed like Schroeder tried to kill him, tit for tat, but it didn't work. <gasps> so he is the one that broke the light bulb. Michael. Michael. 
Um, and he also says that Rob has broken way too many rules and now the creature is coming for them both. So Mike says he's been hiding in these sewers for a while. He keeps Scully's gun. He shoves her into the closet to keep her safe and locks her in. And then he turns to the door with the gun. He's ready to kill it. Kill the monster. The monster crashes in. Mike, shoot, Mike shoots at it, but it doesn't do a thing. The monster attacks him. So now I think he is really dead. It sounded bad. Yeah. There was some like... Ah! Ah! sound effects what was the point from a writing perspective of bringing Mike back for just like a second to kill him again a little strange they just liked Mike I mean who doesn't him to be back we all like Mike I guess it explained why the dog jumped into the storm drain because it smelled it's you know how dogs love their vets (laughs) (laughs) famously well they would love Big Mike that's true who wouldn't love Big Mike? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, um, I guess. But I don't know. Mm. Which led to another clue. You know, that's fine. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> it's probably not coming up. Um, meanwhile, Mulder is arresting Gogolak in his office because Gogolak gave the Kleins the tacky whirly gigs so that the evil monster would kill them. And Gogolak is like, is that what you're going to say in a court of law? <laughs> that I'm being charged with. And Mulder is like, you wouldn't believe the sorts of things I have said in a court of law (laughs) under oath. This is amateur hour. Yeah. Nobody's going to be surprised by this. Uh, And Mulder reveals that he knows Gogolak created a tulpa, which is like, you know, an intention or thought form brought to life that he apparently learned how to do on his travels to Tibet. Uh, Mulder is like, but the one thing I don't understand is why'd you do it? Is it that important that everyone has the same color mailbox? And Gogolak is like, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It's important that people fit in. But Mulder goes on to say that while they gave the Gitulpa life, they now cannot control it. And the best that it seems they can hope for is to just stay out of its way. Mm-hmm. And Gogolak is like, my lawyers are going to make you sound so stupid that you're going to be signing all your paychecks straight to me. Mm-hmm. And again, not Mulder's first rodeo, yep. not the most batshit thing he said in no. court. Not even top 10. No, no way. This isn't going to scratch the surface. If yeah. nothing else he's done has gotten him permanently fired, mm-hmm. forget about it. That would actually be pretty funny if they did end up taking this to court and like Google Aquacks and like very confident. He's like, I could take him down. And then he realizes he's like, oh, oh, nope. Oops. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's, that's fun. Mulder takes the handcuffed Gogolak to his house, but upon seeing that something is clearly wrong inside, he handcuffs Gogolak to the mailbox and rushes inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Wynn is also here. He like rushes over from next door and he approaches Gogolak and Gogolak is like the, uh, Rob and Laura are two FBI agents, by the way, if you even care, (laughs) basically. So inside Mulder is headed up the stairs. He is calling for Scully. There is blood all over the place. So he's freaking out. And then Scully like kicks from inside the closet. So he like starts breaking boards off to get her out of there. Um, And then outside Gogolak tells Wynn very smugly. He's like, all right, it's time to get me out of these handcuffs so I can get out of here. And then uh, Wynn's wife is there and she's like, no, 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 no. Gogolak deserves what he gets. So then Wynn finally grows a spine and they walk off. Damn. Leave Gogolak to his fate. Damn. 
So inside, Scully tells Mulder that the creature was here, and uh, they are interrupted by Gogolak screaming outside. So Mulder runs out just in time to see Gogolak getting torn apart by the creature, and then Mulder, and then it turns on him. So Mulder freaks out, he backs up, but then the second that Gogolak dies, the creature dissolves into dirt again. So it's all over, and then we do get a little return to form, and Scully runs out of the house right after the monster goes away. That's kind of beautiful. And she gets, like, shoved into the closet before it comes in, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It is classic X-Files. Yeah. So, all right. Monster's gone, I guess. All right. Hooray. R.I.P.? No, I guess we're happy that it died. Yeah. Sorry, Tulpa. R.I.D. Rest in dirt. (laughs) Exactly. Because good rid in... Rest in dirt. Rid. Oh! Is that anything? I like that. Is that anything? Yeah. Okay. No, but I like it. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, the next morning, the house is now an FBI crime scene, and the Boo crew are back in their normal clothes. And we get some, hallelujah, hallelujah. We get some Skelly voiceover where we learn that many of the homeowners in this neighborhood have come forward to blame Gogolak for all of the deaths, but they all are denying Mulder's comment that they are all responsible in some way because they helped create the Tulpa. They're not. They're not admitting to that, which I think is shameful behavior. <laughs> But it whatever. Is. You're so right. <laughs> That's fine. Um, the uh, code of silence in this community has survived. Oh my god. And you know what the worst part is? What's that? The Falls at Arcadia is still showing up on lists of best communities in California. Damn. The Boo Crew, they just get in their minivan and they drive away, you know? They're going to keep that. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Okay. That was it's a little impractical for DC. They could drive the uh, lone gunman around, though, for like, <gasps> ice cream and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like a team vehicle. Yeah. Sure. Well, I guess the lone gunmen already have a van. Yeah, they do. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> but that thing's got to be like on its last legs, right? Yeah. Scully's minivan is in top shape. Oh, yeah. It is functional. It is ready to go. She takes it to the dealer to get <laughs> it checked out every mm-hmm. thousand miles. Yes. Hmm. Well, all right, that's it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, shall we move on to the Kura? Tell me about this Kura. So Daniel Arkin, the writer. So he was a first year staff writer for the show. And I guess he just wrote this episode. So that's kind of sad. But Mm. oh, well. So he was inspired to write this episode based on an incident that had occurred to him personally. So he did. Oh. So this, he has some personal experience. So okay. he did move into a planned community in Greenwich Village a couple of years ago. Um, and then he did move in late and he started unloading his belongings in the later part of the evening. He had not read the HOA and was not... Uh, or that's not what it, whatever he didn't read the rules and he was not aware that that was against the rules oh my gosh and then they did fine him one thousand dollars one thousand for doing that i know in the 90s or whatever the 80s i know oh my god yes so for some reason that incident stuck in his head wow, so he's like i'm gonna complain about these people my mind. yes what if i would never like stop that? complaining about that what if you if were like him? that on purpose and you chose to be that way in your yeah. life yeah i can't imagine yeah so he's turning trauma into art. That's yeah. So you're saying I should turn my year in Wayzata into art. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess you didn't. This is. It's like they they wrote an episode just for you. Kind of. Yeah. It was my own personal hell. I can tell <laughs> yeah. fun stories about my old neighbors. <laughs> okay. In a second. So the story did go through many different variations. Um, in the first draft, the 
there wasn't a monster at all. The antagonist was just uh, Gogolak, basically. And then Chris Carter suggested that uh, Arkin replace the human with an actual monster. So he incorporated the Tulpa stuff in the yeah. second draft. <clears throat> um, the idea to marry Mulder and Scully came from a, the whole staff writers meeting. They were like, this will work. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the spirit of Skinner. Yeah. Was inside all of them. Except I assume Chris Carter. <laughs> well, he was not invited to that yeah. <laughs> meeting. That's beautiful. Um, so the uh the makeup for Big Mike, which was all over his face, uh it took four hours to apply and he was wearing it for twelve hours. It's a lot. It just it seems like it's always the case whenever there's yeah. makeup effects and it always always sounds miserable. Yes. Does not sound like a good time. No. <clears throat> but oh well. Um so the uh costume designer Christine Peters, she said she had a lot of fun designing all of the suburban outfits for Mulder and Scully's, so she found all sorts of dockers and uh jeans and sweatshirts and khakis and uh she was she was having a great time. Nice. Yeah. yeah I bet. She did say that she had a little trouble designing Scully's outfit because it wasn't too far off from how Scully already dressed. Yeah, that's yeah. real. <laughs> Um, so they did have a lot of, uh, difficulty designing the monster. So they had a lot of, um, they weren't, they didn't enjoy creating the monster, I guess, because mm. it caused them a lot of problems. So they had a lot of, uh, nicknames for it, uh, like the shit monster, <gasps> Mr. Butterworth, oh. Fecal Fred. Oh, I, <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. I almost like Fecal Fred. Yeah, I kind of do, actually. Yeah. Um, and then they, they ended up, they were like, they had a lot of different, options and then they ended up on just a garbage creature covered in banana peels and coffee grounds i mean that's i guess what it looked like it was a living compost heap mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. love that just like me is that true no probably not right we've got a compost bin that's true mm-hmm. so and sometimes i just roll around in it for fun i didn't want to say anything but <laughs> yeah. since you brought it up uh-huh. Uh-huh. how come it's just fun it's fun okay it cools me off when it's hot. Ah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all. All right. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Uh, shall we move on to Blazer Watch, the segment where we talk about the clothes in the episode? Yes. I mean, we've already touched on it, but... Whew. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, okay, just like in like a general for everyone, there's just a lot of beige, navy, and pale pink, you mm-hmm. know? suburb colors yes yeah yeah but we can get into specific i I only wrote down specifics of the boo crew because Mm -hmm. the other people are just like i I don't know if it's weird for them i mean i did like gogolak had like a very colorful uh cable knit grandpa sweater on oh which was kind of enjoyable yeah despicable man great sweater great name great sweater you know maybe he was right he made some points. He made some points. I don't know what points, but... I, too, get scared when my neighbors are autonomous people. Yes. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, like you said, the first time we see Mulder, he's in that pale pink polo shirt with the little, like, you know, sweater jauntily tied around his shoulders. Um, mm-hmm. Scully's wearing a lot of pearl earrings and cardigans and floral patterns. I feel like... Was she doing something different with her hair? Because she did look yeah, different. She I did. I didn't know if it was, like, maybe parted different or, like, curled behind her ears or something. Because whatever she was doing, it did make her look different. It did. I assume so. Yeah. I'd have to look at pictures to remember for sure. But yeah. 
I do remember it seeming different to me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes her hair is just different, so I never know. Yeah. Maybe she's just trying something new. That's true. I guess this is a safe place to do it. I guess so. You know. Yeah. Um, Scully has some flowy white pajamas on. Mm-hmm. It's like a four-piece pajama set. She's classy. <laughs> she is. Yeah, she's got like, a, I feel like she's got like a cute little robe and like a white headband and everything when mm-hmm. she's got the cream on her face. Yeah. She's ready. It's lovely. She's ready to relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, at one point, um, Mulder's wearing like a, a pol- another polo, um, or like it's a polo brand button up shirt. So it's not a polo, but it's got the little like dude playing polo on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and he's like got a navy sweater vest over that and khakis, you know, classic. Yeah. Um, I feel like Skelly's wearing like a twin set at one point, like the matching cardigan and jumper or whatever you call it. Yes. Yeah. That kind of thing. Uh Um, Just like, just imagine suburb clothes. I am. You've been there. I have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, That's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. We basically already talked about it. All right, let's move on to FBI Do, which is a segment where we analyze the development of the romantic relationship between the Boo crew. We do it on a doomsday clock scale where 10 minutes to midnight is far from love and zero minutes to midnight is right in the atomic blast zone of love. We like to give examples from the episode at hand to make sense of that scale. Who would we say is 10 minutes to midnight in this episode? Uh, I have Mike and the garbage monster. Aww. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. They kind of fought a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, it's not beautiful. It's This <laughs> is a 10. This is the opposite. I think it's beautiful. Okay. All right. Would you not like to have an... Ed- is is an enemy not more intimate than a mere acquaintance? I guess so. You know? Yeah, that's true. That's nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I just said, like, I'm assuming that deep down all of the married couples in this community probably hate each other. Yeah, for sure. Let's be mm-hmm. real. Uh, who would you say is zero minutes to midnight? Um, I don't know. Gogolak and Wynn seemed like joined at the hip, right? Wynn was definitely Gogolak's number two man. Yeah. His, uh, what do they call that in The Godfather? Conciliere. His, yes. Mm-hmm. His yeah. silly little rabbit. His silly little rabbit, yes. If you will. Mm-hmm, <laughs> yep. Um, I said, I like to imagine that Big Mike and Scruffy got along well. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right, where would we put the Boo Crew on the scale in this episode? Three? Yeah, I think I, I said four. Okay. But they are, they're married. They are. Uh-huh. But Skelly is explicitly not picking up what Mulder's putting down. True. But I feel like she's enjoying herself. Yeah, I suppose. She's having some fun. They're, you know, they're, they're giving each other grief. It's true. In a fun way. And I feel like they're they're very comfortable around each other. Yes. So, That's I don't right. know. I mean, we've talked about that they're basically already married at this point anyway. Yeah. They have a joint checking account. They have a joint I mean. checking account, for goodness sakes. Yeah. They, yeah. they invest together. Well, mm-hmm. I guess not, because Mulder doesn't have any money, apparently. Apparently. <sighs> Mulder. Ay, ay, ay. It's fine. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Uh, it feels weird to not talk about it more <laughs> in this episode, but yeah. I guess it's fake married, so. They're fake married, um, but, I mean, it's mostly played for laughs, I guess. Yeah, there's not a lot of, like, angst where they're, like, staring at one another, <laughs> sure. you know, like, longingly. Well, Mulder was doing a little bit of staring. He was doing a little bit of staring. Yes. That's true. And, of course, Skinner was doing a lot of staring. <laughs> 
in the background. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot Zero is uh, Skinner and the Boo Crew. Yeah. And his binoculars. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, he's just like across the street mm-hmm. looking in the window. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That would be against the CCNRs. Mm-hmm. It would be. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I got. Oh my god, it's a that's against the CCNRs too. You can't have a loud truck. Most definitely. Good lord. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, that announces Monster of the Week, our special segment where we talk about this week's monster. Who would you say fits that bill? Oh, I do have a special little guy. Oh, you have a special little guy. Okay, good. I just have Mike. Yeah. He's this episode's MVP. That's fair. He is. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. He would be a good neighbor. Mm-hmm. Well, he did smash all of her china, but other than that. Well, he didn't mean to. And he showed up with his own china to replace it. That's true. Yeah. That is quite sweet. He owned up to his mistake and he fixed it. You're right. Oh, you're right. So, you know what? Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I did not have a special little guy, but I will tack myself onto your mic. You can't you know. have it. He's mine. Well, I mean, I don't need him. I just want to say that I agree with your choice. Okay. All right. that makes you be- feel better. Yeah, that's okay. fine. And who would we say is this week's monster? I said HOAs. Yeah, I just have suburbia. <laughs> the suburbs. Yeah. The next door Some mindset. suburbs are fine. This is like a, a gated community is beyond a suburb, you know? Yes. This kind of. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. There are suburbs that are fine, but mm-hmm. this one is not one of them. No. Not Arcadia. No, 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 no. Arcadia. Arcadia. Just like... Why is that? Why is that as fine? It's not. I don't know what I was going to say. One time I did, I went to like a block party with my new neighbors mm-hmm. when I had to live in Wayzata. Oh, yeah. And I was like, you know, I'm going to be friendly. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to get to know these people. All right. All right. And our next door neighbor was like, your lawn's looking a little long. <laughs> I like sat down. Oh I was God. like, I'm out. <laughs> I tried. Bye. I tried. Peace. You yep. guys suck. Um, wow. Yeah. I... Just imagine caring about your neighbor's lawn. I can't even get into that mindset. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know what our neighbor's doing, and I love it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. More power. But Hmm. anyway. All right. Well, let's move into our favorite scene and or moment from this episode. Did you go last, first last time? Yes, it's your turn. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. There's sweat pouring from my face. Oh, my God. Um... I I don't know. I mean, like all of the scenes with Mulder and Skelly being pretend married are cute mm-hmm. and funny as just like a collective collection of scenes. You know, a collective collection of scenes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And moments. Uh-huh. Um, but I did also, I don't know, I kind of liked the Mike and Tulpa fight toward the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know when we were just like seeing it from Skelly's perspective in the in the closet. Right. You know, There's a little spookiness to yeah, it. Yeah. They were throwing stuff around. It sounded very dramatic. Very. But mostly, you know. The interactions were funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. What was your favorite scene or moment? Um, I guess I sort of mentioned already, but I did really like the scene where they were chatting about the case and also getting ready for bed. It yeah. was very, they were very comfortable around each other. It's very domestic. It's very cute. And you do kind of get a sense of what it would be like if they were actually married. Like they would just hang out in the bedroom talking about cases and getting yeah. ready for bed and working. It's true. All at the same time. That is real. So, like, whereas most of the rest of the episode was, they were goofing around and pretending to be married, this feels like what it would be like if they were actually married. Yeah. So, it was cute. I liked it. That's fair. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, do you have a moment? Um, I like when uh, Scully flicks her gloves at his face. Yeah. That was funny. That's pretty good. 
She should have just made him a sandwich. Woman. 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 <laughs> um, okay. Now we move on to rating the episode, which is where we rate the episode. Really? Oh, my God. Did you do this? <laughs> Can you imagine that? So we called the segment Rate the Episode, uh-huh, and then uh-huh. we... Um, Honestly, I feel like we should have a special name for this segment. That's true. Alien head emoji hoedown. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You got it in one. That's what it is. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Perfect, but I love it. All right, we're in Alien Head Emoji Hoedown, where we rate the episode. We do this on a scale of zero to five Alien Head Emojis. And I guess I have to go first. Um, So I did think it was a funny touch that this entire piece of trash was built on top of a landfill. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, It's a little heavy handed as a metaphor of like, you know, a beautiful veneer covering just garbage on the inside, but I still enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. So I had a good time with the idea that methane gas would be like seeping up through their perfect lawns. (laughs) Yes. Um, But it did, as I talked about, give me, I would say flashbacks to my experiences living in a similar suburb. It was not a gated community. Um, they, I was renting obviously, and this would never have been allowed in these CCNRs. So Mm -hmm. it was like one down from this type of neighborhood, but Mm -hmm. it was like in a neighborhood of people who thought that they were one day going to live in an Arcadia kind of place. Mm -hmm. So they still had that mindset. Uh, and it was just And you loved it, right? It was just like the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. Um, that was just my life. (laughs) It was fine. Yeah. It was fine. It's... It feels like it wasn't fine. It was fine. Okay. I mean, you lived. I lived. Yes. I overcame. Mm-hmm. I overcame the suburbs. You did. You did. And they can't make me live in Wyzetta again. It's true. They can't make me do it. They can't. So I don't know who you think is trying to make you <laughs> live in Wyzetta. Everyone. Okay. Everyone. All the right. mayor of Wyzetta is coming for me. Mm-hmm. Interesting. In my DMs. <laughs> Oh, you'd be such a great advocate for us. A great influencer on TikTok, they say. He's got the wrong person. It's not me. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I did not enjoy Wyzetta. <laughs> I don't like suburbs and conformity. I'm I'm a little wow, bit different. Yeah. <laughs> like a bit of a yeah. rebel. Like I wear a cool weird hat yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yes. I never watched that show. Yeah. Um, okay. So yes, it was fun to see Mulder and Skelly fake married. Uh, I thought... Some, they could have gone a little bit above with some of the humor. I feel like if this had been written by like a Vince Gilligan, it might have been on a different level. Mm-hmm. Some of the jokes were a little obvious. It was fake married joke 101, mm-hmm. like toilet seat, um, whatever. It was basic. It was, it was a little basic. Yeah. I also don't believe that they would be genuinely surprised by any of their foibles at this point because they've mm-hmm. like basically been married for a couple of years. And they like... They spend all their time in motel rooms, so they've, yeah. like, been around each other. Exactly. Yeah. So I, even beyond the fact that, like, when Mulder, like, freaks out when she comes out with, like, the cream on her face, doesn't really make sense because they had already stayed in this house for one night, canonically. Mm-hmm. I also just don't believe he hasn't seen that before anyway. Yeah. But I also appreciate that it's just a joke <laughs> and it's a TV show. Yes. So it's fine. <laughs> um, so they're doing the little classic jokes. Uh, but they're also, you know, making a joke of it themselves because, like, you know, the Mark Mirror sandwich and throwing gloves at each other. It's yes. cute. <laughs> I like them. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I also liked that, yeah, that the people in the suburbs caused their own destruction and woe 
with their own insatiable desire for boringness and making other people be boring too. Imagine having an insatiable desire for boringness. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. What I do actually. I don't think you do. I leave notes for our neighbors about all their infractions. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's going to be a lot of notes. I, I think guess. we'd get a few in return. Yes. Also. Yes. <laughs> so that could be a dangerous can mm-hmm, of worms mm-hmm. to open. Glass houses and all. Et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. That's why I don't do it. Um, yeah. They're just so, like, you know, they go golfing a lot mm-hmm. at the club. The club. You know, they're all cheating on their wives. Maybe not. Are actually. they? I feel like they're too boring to do that. They right? might actually be too boring even yeah. to do that. Yeah. Dang. Hmm. It does feel weird that they don't have kids. I know we talked about that a little bit. I don't know. I guess, like, did they just not want to write kid characters? Maybe. It was just, like, another thing they had to put in there. It it does feel weird that none of them have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I understand that maybe once they know that there is this very real consequence to not following the rules, they might not have had more kids because they would be worried that the kids wouldn't follow the rules. But as kids do, as kids do. But I think this like place had only been around for like eight years. And some of these couples, I feel like would have had kids before they moved in. So. Yeah. But that's fine. That's my only note. Um, otherwise, it was it was fun. It was fine. Uh, did we talk on the podcast about Borat? <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. I did think it was very tragic. Yeah. That Mulder was experiencing this case in a pre-Borat world. Yeah. Where he could not say my wife. He would have loved that. And he I just would. wish he could have experienced that. Rip Mulder, you would have loved Borat. <sighs> he would have loved... He's going to love Borat. He would have loved saying it and hurting yeah. Skelly. <sighs> oh, well. Anyway. Um, and Skinner's just a real big freak. Um, I'm glad that we <laughs> kind of explored the subtext uh-huh. of that. That's definitely canonical, everything yeah. we talked about. He, he did canonically make them do this. That's true. That's true. But anyway, so... Wrapping all that up, you know, I had a good time. It was fun. Um, I'm going to give it... No, I have to think about it. I didn't write this one down. Oh, you always I write know, it down. I always write it down. What did oh I do? God. Oh, my God. How do you do this? <sighs> oh, my God. <gasps> um, I think I'm going to give it 3.5 out of 5. <laughs> okay. Alien head emojis. All right. Okay. That's a real hoedown. Yeah. That was an alien hoedown. Okay, Okay. I'm sorry. I feel like I just rambled for like seven minutes. You should go. (laughs) That's how it goes. Oh my God. Usually I just say like cosigned. (laughs) See this, the stress of going first. I always feel feel like I'm rambling for seven minutes. I feel it. Yeah. Okay. Uh So now you have to go. All right. Um, yeah, whatever you said. Anyway, yeah. so next... No, Bye. no, no. Yeah, I um, It's fun. Uh, you know, obviously very entertaining seeing them go undercover as a married couple. Um, it, yeah, I feel like uh, it is a married couple 101, or fake married 101. That's a good observation. Yeah. But eh, it's still fun. I enjoyed it. They have good chemistry together and fun banter. Um, I love a story making fun of suburbia and all of the inane gr- rules that you have to follow. Um, I thought Gogolak was a very good villain, um, and I almost think that the first draft of the story would have worked better, like, without mm-hmm. the monster. The monster feels a little uh, extraneous. Mm-hmm. I feel like it might have worked better as, like, a, like it could have been a human sacrifice cult-type mm-hmm. angle instead, like, mm-hmm. without the monster. Yeah. I, I don't know that the monster really added too much, because um, oh. Gogolak is a good enough villain in and of himself. Um, he's a creep. He is a creep. Yeah. He's a weirdo. That's true. What the hell is he? 
doing there? He don't belong here. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> the sadness and disappointment in your face when you realized what I was doing. I'm so sorry. I guess I should have expected yeah. it, but, you know, I was distracted. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it does deserve saying it's like another X-Files episode where, like, a white person goes to a foreign country and learns forbidden knowledge and, like, comes back. And That's also a really good point. Whatever. I mean, they love they love doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, oh, well. Um, I do, I love the tulpa as an idea. Not in this episode. Uh, I feel like I like the tulpa as an idea. I wish they would have done more with the idea. I wish they had had a whole, like, it feels like they had this idea for the suburb episode and they just like tacked the tulpa on, which is what they did. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish they had built a whole episode around the tulpa because it's a cool idea. Creating a creature just out of your own belief. Um, it's fun. Um, I have a little recommendation if you want to good media about a tulpa mm. go watch the movie the empty man okay it's good i'm putting it in my little watch list as we speak it's a great movie and it plays with the tulpa idea more than this episode does okay yes um so yeah it's a fun episode i will give it four alien <gasps> head emojis oh, emojis emojis oh my lord yeah all right you heard it here folks Arcadia. Pretty good. <laughs> Clap for know, Arcadia. I think, I think we should start wrapping it up like that <laughs> okay. more. We All don't right. do that enough. No, we don't. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. That's Arcadia. That's Arcadia. Before we wrap up, we do have some listener mail. Mail. To read. Open that mailbag. I have to open my little telephone here. Oh, it's uh, it looks like a big old Santa Claus bag on your shoulder, and she's opening up her big mail sack. That's right. I don't like mail sack. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I, don't, I was trying to find like a word picture to make it interesting while you mm. waited to... I can just delete the dead air. <laughs> okay, all right. I don't have I got, to I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. All right. So, yes. So, we do have an email from a listener that is uh, taking us to task for mm-hmm. our slander of um, New Jersey in the host. Yes. Or was that when we did it? I think so, yes. Okay. I we did, forget when we did make a lot of fun of New Jersey for, I guess, no reason. Uh, <laughs> in my defense, I've never been there. <laughs> so I haven't either. As so you've said many, so many like, times, the East Coast is a blank zone for us. It's elusive. I've technically been to parts of it, but yeah. I never remember the geography. Yeah, I don't know what you guys are doing up there. I don't know. It scares me. Anyway, so here is the email uh, from Eli. Uh, Dear Amanda and Ella, I write to you not as a cryptid or a MILF, but as a former resident of the state of New Jersey, born in the capital of New Jersey, Trenton. I I do recommend that you visit select few areas in New Jersey, as it does have some delightful experiences to offer. There is Lambertville, an LGBT town across the river from Pennsylvania's famous-ish, and maybe only locally, New Hope. Down the river from Lambertville, you can find Halo Farms, a fantastic purveyor of farm-fresh ice cream. Who doesn't love ice cream? To the north, there is untamed New Jersey wilderness, not fit for habitation by Mulder's preferred cryptic companions, but nevertheless appreciable for their leafery during the fall if you are looking for store brand Diet Vermont. 
That, however, is it. My sister was born in the prestigious Princeton Hospital, but for their second child, Trenton State was more than sufficient. Anything south of Halo Farms and toward Trenton will draw you too close to the spider-webbing hellscape of central New Jersey highways. Every resident of New Jersey has at one point in time described Route 1, the Garden State Parkway, the New Jersey Turnpike, or the Atlantic City Expressway as the worst road in America, and none of these people are wrong. Uh, Upon reaching New Brunswick, you enter an unbroken stretch of New York suburb that is bestowed with names for the sole purpose of designating train stops on the feared New Jersey Transit, a rail system with the audacity to cancel all trains from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on popular commuter lines. You are surrounded by a mixture of people fleeing Manhattan and others who are inexplicably drawn toward it, trading air quality and noise levels for a shorter commute and the ability to enjoy an activity in the city without constantly checking their clocks, hoping not to miss one of the infrequent trains to their fully paved hamlet. It is rumored that New Jersey's natural beauty resumes north of Paramus, but reports are infrequent and unreliable. These tales are assumed exaggerations of lost and disoriented Manhattanites who have not seen more than eight trees at a time in over a decade. Perhaps New Jersey is best viewed through the exploits of the Bureau's finest. It may be best to leave New Jersey to its devils. Your enthusiastic listener, Eli. That's beautiful. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Eula. I, I mean, it's like a, it's like travel. It's like a travel writing. It it's a like a travel picture. document. <laughs> I feel like I have been to New Jersey uh-huh. now. Yes. To be honest, I don't know that I got sold on it. It sounds like there are some mm-hmm. areas mm-hmm. worth going to if you already have to be there. Uh, yeah, there you go. So mm-hmm. maybe you know, I'm just doubling down. I should. I <laughs> love. What New- is your problem? No, I love New Jersey. Um, come on the show, New Jersey. <laughs> The state of New Jersey. Come on. Yeah. Answer for your crimes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Am I doxing Eli if I say I know his partner? (laughs) I don't know. Probably not. She's my friend. Represent. Thanks thanks for listening, Eli. Yes. Um, Very good. Solid. Very good. I feel like I know New Jersey better now. Kind of, actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. It's just kind of a blank. We just... (laughs) Make, okay, I can't criticize this show for doing Marriage Plot 101 when I'm doing Making Fun of States 101. Yeah. I, I mean, choose a state no one's ever thought to make fun of. Uh, I think I guess at some point in time they've all been made fun of. Yeah, yeah. never mind. Well. Tough. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Eli. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Oh, it's my turn. Uh, no, it's not. Wait, it's your turn. Is it my turn? Yes. Oh, it is my turn. Whew. Well, shall we mention, since this is the last episode that is airing before the convention, yes. that we will be there. File Fest mm-hmm. represents mm-hmm. Uh, Mall of America, Minnesota, <laughs> yep. Bloomington. Yes. Uh, September? Something. Something. Sixth. Or other. We'll be Third. there. I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see you there. Yeah. Get ready to hopefully not spoil me on anything. I will have mm-hmm. blinders on. <laughs> will be led around by Ella like a horse. It's <laughs> easily spooked. <laughs> I assume. Sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I do need to get like a shirt made that says I've only seen up you to do. season six, episode whatever. 19 or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. We'll work on that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all. Mm-hmm. It is now time to end the episode where we talk about the next episode. <laughs> this is what we're struggling tonight. <laughs> I don't know, man. What's going on. Next week, we'll be moving on. We will be talking about season six, episode 16, Alpha. And this is perhaps exciting. For the first time in a very long time, 
I don't remember this one. Oh boy. It's been a while yeah, since I have not remembered one. <laughs> that that is a good sign. Yep. Mm-hmm. Love it. I feel like it's been a solid like two seasons. Hell yeah. Since I haven't remembered an episode. <laughs> Ooh, I'm ready. Yep. What if it's like the best one ever? It's not gonna be the best one ever. It could theoretically be alright. It won't be the worst one ever either. No, because I would remember that yes. too. So Alright. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to be cool like Eli and send us an email, you can do so at skellynationpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and the artist formerly known as Twitter at skellynationpod. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. We're like in the queue for the blue sky thing. I don't know if people are even on there. I don't know where everyone is. We're not getting a TikTok. No. So we're too old. Yes. So. <laughs> Very true. I don't know, man. Instagram. Uh, our intro and outro music is by Groovemaster Putts. You can get more of their music on Bandcamp. Uh, also, if you are enjoying our show, please consider giving us a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice and spread the word about the pod. Tell your friends, your family, and your pod people neighbors about the podcast because maybe they'll get cool. Finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have the power to turn people cool That's with how cool we are. Definitely not true. Right? <laughs> nope. Right? Nope. We're neat. Perhaps neat. Yeah. But not cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've been your host, Amanda. And I have been Ella. And please remember, trust no one except for me.